All right, so I got this turned on. Paige is working on the video. I'm gonna I'm gonna be everywhere today, just so you know. So it's all good. Um, is that turned on? No. Oh, we'll turn it on. Maybe. Oh, bless you. Best use. That's what Blake would say. Best use. Okay, uh, so let's get going. I got some announcements, and uh, we're already a couple minutes late, but that's okay because that's how we roll. So, oh, that's even worse. <laughs> so, okay, uh, real quick, some announcements from Brian. Um, well, you missed it uh, if you needed to go to it, but the Kingdom Seekers meeting was at nine, so you would be, you know. 35 minutes late at this point, but you can catch him in the next one. Um, yeah, you just don't ever know. Um, there's also a Next Steps meeting today, so if you uh, need know somebody who needs to, to get in on that, just kind of know more about HBF, that's today right after church. Um, baptisms are next Sunday. If you know anybody that needs to be in on that, you know, get with me or get with Brian or get with somebody. Um, the last Women's Invest Study of the year um, is Monday, December 7th, so check your bulletin on that. Uh, the bake sale's coming up. Mitchell, you want to say anything about that, or do you want me to read this? So, make them or eat them. Raise money for the playground. There you go. Continuing to compile money right. over a few years to hopefully get a decent playground. Okay. No. That's next. That's next Sunday, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. It came up quick. So, yeah, that's all good. Uh, if you want to bake something, get a hold of Jody or I, prefer the Jody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to bake something, and I think on Saturday, if I remember from last year, we met up here, tried to organize everything, get all the stuff together, and if we need to bring something day of, just because the freshness of it or whatever, uh, let us know, um, and then we will. We're gonna make. We're probably gonna do more prepackaged boxes, like little goodie boxes, than last year, just because of the little COVID thing. And if you want to help uh, hand stuff out. Um, we need help with that, but we'll just have everybody mastering the for that. Right on. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, just be there as next week. So, uh, either bake some stuff to sell or buy a bunch of stuff because, you know, that's the biggest thing. So, it's on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a week from today. So, right after church? Service, okay. Right after main service. Okay. Setting up during like the 9 o'clock. Yep. All right, uh, don't forget Christmas Eve service. We're going to do it on Christmas Eve this year. It's a shocker, I know. Um, <laughs> six o'clock like normal. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's candlelight service, so it'll be good. Um, and then the uh, the Bible publishing team made some Christmas John and Romans. They're on the connections counter um, for you if you want them to hand out to people you know, just kind of as a conversation starter. So um, they're there for take as many as you want, but that's what they made them for. So if you see those, that's what they're for. And then the last thing, uh, he said, but not least, uh, the trees up in the foyer for the Christmas boxes that they put together. Um, it'd be the ones that we got together as, as past point last year and packed with the turkeys and all the different foods. So uh, it's a different class as turn this year, but but still grab some ornaments off the tree uh, and get the stuff. And it says have it back here by December 20th because they're going to pack them the next day, I think, so or, or soon afterwards. So that's what it says, December 20th. So there you go. So there's that. That's all the announcements I've got. I don't think I've got any past point announcements per se. So all right, well, we'll figure that out when we get closer because there's other things coming on at the end of the month too. So... Um, so with that, let's pray and let's get going because I got some stuff I want to get into and I don't know, it might be, we'll just see how today goes. You know, some days are a little crazier than others and this might be one of those. So let's pray. Uh, Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for uh, just your goodness. Uh, God, It's uh, it's been a year. Um, it really has been a year. And um, Lord, 
Uh, you're not surprised by any of it. And so uh, I do want to take some time and just praise you for uh, being God and sitting on the throne and being the only consistent thing that we really have in our lives. And so, uh, Lord, I do pray that you would uh, get the honor and the glory from our lives. I pray you would just speak to us today, um, kind of out of the ordinary today in past point. But, uh, Lord, I pray that um, it's, it's profitable for your kingdom. So, uh, Lord, I do pray for um, those who uh, are you know, still, uh, you know, distancing and you know I pray for the Barnes and uh, baby Hadley as she's going to have surgery coming up soon and that you would continue to have your hand on uh, that situation and uh, just be with all those who um, are uh, of past point but you know aren't here physically and uh, Lord we just uh, we love them we know that you're still uh, uh, just working in their lives and so I pray you would just uh, get this to them right on time so uh, I pray this all in Christ's name Amen okay so We've been going through the book of Romans this year. I started uh, in January, and uh, you might not think so, but I think we've made pretty good time. We've made it through nine chapters. <laughs> and so that's not bad um, for what I was kind of thinking as we started. But anyway, I told you the last time I taught, we were off last week because of the fabulous Smith, but um, I'm going to take a break from Romans uh, here for the next uh, few weeks. Uh, I've got something that God has just kind of... It's been rolling around in my head. I wasn't sure how to say it. And so um, something last night when we were doing discipleship actually just kind of like, and I don't know, it just kind of all fell together in my head. It's just kind of the way it works. Uh, I'm just odd like that. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, so next week uh, and the following week, Chris uh, Cohen is going to teach. And so uh, uh, Paige and I and the kids are going to Colorado to go skiing. So pray that I don't you know, break anything while I try to school my kids on the ski slopes. Um, I'm not really concerned, but, you know, God may have other plans, so we'll just see how things go. But uh, um, my wife's rolling her eyes at me. But um, anyway. If you break a leg, it's just going to be janked for the rest of your life. It's, you that's all right. So anyway, <laughs> it's, that's all good. So anyway, uh, Chris has got something for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then so uh, I'll be back the following week uh, to wrap up the last week of the year and then uh, the first week of January, I want to get right back into Romans. And so that's just kind of a, an overview of how things are going to play out. Um, I do want to get back into Romans. I do want to get back into you know our, our jive and our role, um, kind of the study that we were doing there. But something else has just kind of come up. So anyway, today's going to be different. You know, I, don't, I ask questions, but generally they're rhetorical because I don't wait long enough for you guys to answer. But uh, that's just me, <laughs> kind of squirrel syndrome. But today is a little different. And so uh, I need you to do something today. And this is, this, you might be like, okay, this is not for me. Uh, and, and Justin, this is your first time. You might be like, this is not for me. Well, this is not normal past point. But this is, this is today. And so uh, if you've got a piece of paper, I need you to have a piece of paper. I need you to have something to write with. Right? And so... Uh, I think this kind of interaction type of thing. Um, because 2020 has been really awesome, hasn't it? Like it's been, you know, just a really good year, right? You, you know, you scroll through Facebook and, you know, you go to the store and, you know, there's... Yeah, just something. Anything, it doesn't matter. Just something that you can... You can write with, it's fine. Uh, you can ask him for a friend. Right, okay, so uh, anyway, so uh, I want everybody to, in the next two minutes, right, so just first things that come to your mind, uh, write down five words that best describe the year 2020. 
you know, just come on, any, just anything. I'm going to give you just a couple minutes here because uh, I need, I'm going to write these on the board. I'm going to write one from every person on the board. That's why you have five of them. So one of your five will go on the board. It's fine. And it'll be good. It's okay, Candace. It's totally good. Right? Okay, so here, I will, I will give you one, like, just because it's the first one that came. I did this this morning in probably 45 seconds. I don't, I don't type that fast. but uh, So first one that came to mind for 2020. The word quarantine. <laughs> right? And so just let that kind of start your mind. Just think 2020. Just think, you know, okay, it's just, it is what it is, right? And so. I don't do well with like dead space, so um, it's all good. All right, so, uh, so somebody, uh, keep writing your list. Somebody give me something. Brenton, give me something. Long. What? Long. Long. Okay. Unpredictable. Oh man, I got a spell now. Anyway, come on, something else. Opportunity. Opportunity. Come on. Abnormal. Somebody. Edifying. Edifying. What are you doing? Sadness. Thankful. Thankful. Now you guys see why I don't write on the board because I can't hardly write. Unstable. Yeah. More togetherness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just look and see if there's any comments. Oh. Nope. Huh? Really? Nobody's watching online that's going to do this. They're watching, but I know Meredith's got like 72 of them, right? Okay. So, anybody else want to just? Okay. So I'll just give you the list that came to my mind just very quickly because, you know, 2020 is 2020. So uh, quarantine, social distance, right? Nobody even knew what that meant before 2020, and now it's just like whatever. Uh, division, right? Nobody else wanted to say it, but I'll say it. Uh, it's been a divisive year. You're either on one side or the other, and I'm, you don't even need to know the subject I'm talking about because it's true, right? And so... Uh, uh, I have one. This was a good one, you know. And some of you might be like, "What? Uh, world champs, right?" The Chiefs won the Super Bowl in 2020, so everybody forgot about that. This was right before, uh, right? Uh, family time. It goes right along with more togetherness, right? You got a whole lot more of that going on. Uh, different, uh, definitely. Uh, politics. Enough said, right? Uh, and last but not least, toilet paper, right? <laughs> It's all the same, right? <laughs> so anyway, so you're like, okay, what, what is all this about? Like, this is not what we do in Passpoint. What are you doing here, Jason? What is all this about? When, when you have to sum up an entire year in just a, a few words, you can really get an insight to the perspective that people have. Right, if I ask, if you go to the, and, and obviously you guys had a little bit different answers than if we were to go to Walmart and ask people because, you know, you really get the real people when you go to Walmart, I'm telling you. It's something else. But 
you really get the perspective that they have. So that's kind of the title of today's. I don't. I don't really call. I don't know what you call these, right? It's not like a TED talk. We can call it a Jason talk, right, or whatever. That's the title for today, right? It's just perspective. What is yours? Perspective. That's it, right? And generally, you're like, oh my gosh, there's not a list. This really is off today, right? Every week there's a list. There's something. It's just different, right? This has been my head lately, and so perspective. And so we've been going through Romans, and here recently we've kind of got into chapter, the end of chapter eight, and then chapter nine, and we get into really the some of the meaty stuff in Romans, and we start talking about the providence of God, right, and the foreknowledge of God, and how that fits into our free will. And some of that is just like, oh my gosh, that's kind of heavy, right? And then sometimes even that can be divisive. And and so just with all of that, that's kind of what has spurred this, along with you know everybody complaining that this has been the worst year in the history of ever, and you know just all of that. It's kind of like, what is what's God really doing here, right? So let me just remind you because. I've said this before, I've said it several times here in the past few weeks as we talk about the providence of God. There's nothing that's ever happened or ever will happen that's going to make God say, Oh, I didn't see that coming. Never. Right? There is nothing ever. How often in your life? That's like daily for me. I'm like, didn't see that coming. Right? There's nothing ever. Blessing, tragedy, anything in between that God's like, Hey, what are we going to do about that? Right? There's nothing ever that God's like, whoa, what am I going to do? There should be peace in that. You should find peace in that. You should find peace in the fact that there's nothing that God's just like caught off guard by. Right? Even the things that we think are tragic, even the things that we think are really great uh, or really terrible, how could that ever happen? God knew it all along. Right? It doesn't mean that, that God brought it to you, right? We understand that there's a spiritual battle going on at all times, right? But you do have to understand that there's nothing that, that God doesn't know about. So with that in mind, do you really think that, that 2020 caught God off guard? Right? There's, there's people that are like, oh my gosh, this whole pandemic, and oh my, what? I mean, that, that's another word, right? I, I didn't even know what that word meant before 2020, right? I'm not, I'm not that smart, so it is what it is, Right? Do you really think 2020 caught God off guard? Do you really think that after all these years of being God, it was it was the coronavirus that threw him for a loop, right? It it wasn't you know world war, and and it wasn't all the other. No, it was it was COVID. God was just like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do now? It's not. There's nothing about that that God's just like, what are we gonna do? Maybe you missed it a few months back. Remember when Trotter was here? He was teaching the, he, pre- he preached the Bible conference. And, uh, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'll even say it on recording. Uh, I'm not the biggest Mark Trotter fan. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that I don't like the guy. Just sometimes his teaching, there's different teaching styles that you're drawn to. And, and but, it, so I went in on Sunday morning and I'm like, okay, here we go. I've, I've heard Trotter teach before. I was blown away. Right, right. And, and he, he said something, right? He, when he taught, he said, uh, There's nothing that God has ever allowed or ever will allow that's not either appointed or allowed. Right? There's nothing that God will bring to your life that's not either appointed or allowed to happen. Meaning appointed, He was in control of it happening. Right? Sometimes God will bring a trial. That's appointed. There's other times then, you go back to the book of Job, a lot of things happened to Job. It didn't mean that God appointed them, but He did allow them. 
Right? And so there is nothing that you're going to go through. Think of Pastor Randy with brain cancer. Think of last Sunday, you know, Pastor Jim up there, and we don't know if he's got, you know, a month or six months left. Right? Those things are either appointed or allowed for some purpose. And you have to understand that there's nothing that catches God off guard. Anything. Believe it or not, the Bible is not about, now I know this is a shocker, about you being happy or you being comfortable or you being whatever it is you want to be. The Bible is a book that tells a story from the beginning to end about how ordinary people bring glory to an extraordinary God. That's what the Bible is about. Right? And you may be like, well, wait a minute. I heard in D2 that you know the Bible is about a king and his kingdom. It is. But you know, the, the, the storyline throughout is the story of ordinary people like you and me bringing glory to an extraordinary God, somebody who's not that. So here's another thought for you to kind of noodle on for a minute. And you might be like, I don't understand where you're going with this. Well, hopefully by the end you will catch on. Here's, here's another thought for you to noodle on. If we're not doing what we're created to do, which is to bring God glory as a whole, you might be like, well, I'm doing that, right? But if we as a whole, we as a society, we as Christians, per se, aren't doing what we were created to do, which is what? Bring glory to God. If we aren't doing what we are told to do, then doesn't God have every right to allow things to be shaken up a little bit? to get our perspective back where it needs to be. It's no different than raising your kids. There are times that I'm going to allow something to happen in my kid's life just to shake them up a little bit. Right? I understand that it's not going to you know, be the best thing, but it's not the worst thing either. We as a society, and I would even venture to say, because you know, we can say society and we just blame all the lost people, right? But I would even say we as the church collectively have fallen victim to the old saying, we can't see the forest because of the trees. Have you ever heard that? Right? You can't see the forest because of the trees. You're like, I, I just can't see. I, I can't focus on what I'm seeing. It's because you're so zoomed in on what's right in front of you that you can't take a step back and see what's happening. Big picture. Right? You can't see the forest from the trees. And it's just like, there's a lot of truth to that. Even in the church, right? We're so caught up in, what are we going to do? How is this going to play out? You know, whatever, right? And so we're still at the, you know, I'm, I'm talking about a lot of different things. You know, we're talking about the, the virus thing. We're talking about all these different, the, the, there's, there's politics, there's all these different things. And I'm not saying what side you should be on any of it, because I don't honestly care, right? God will convict your heart to be exactly how He wants you to be. And so I'm not trying to, to sway somebody, but what I'm saying is, Man, shouldn't we be bringing God glory through the whole thing? Right? Shouldn't we somehow be allowing God to get the glory for what's going on instead of, well, I'm never going to be around that person because you know they're not going to take the vaccine or why would it, you know just any of that kind of stuff? That's that's the we haven't even got to that part of this thing yet. This whole thing is just yeah, you're right. It's it's coming. We're so caught up as the church, as a society, in what? And, oh my gosh, this year's been long. We're so caught up and we don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring, right? Unstable. We're so caught up in, you know, just all these negative thoughts. And it's really hard for me to point out negative thoughts because you guys all had good thoughts. But, you know, as a society, we're so caught up in, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How is this going to work? We are so caught up in all that that we can't see what God is trying to show us every day in your own life because you're so... It's it's just messed up, right? God's screaming. Now think about this for a minute. 
God is screaming to get our attention back on Him instead of ourselves. And all we see is the problem instead of the solution. So I say all that to say, I want to look at a couple things right in the Word. And I'm going to read through them fairly quickly, but I want to show you that there is... So you ever heard the verse, there's nothing new under the sun, right? God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. right? There's nothing that catches Him off guard. He's consistent from beginning to end, all those things, right? This isn't new. Right? None of this is new. God trying to get your attention, God allowing your life to not be all, you know, unicorns and rainbows, to get your attention back on Him, this isn't new. Right? Flip over to, uh, to the book of Numbers. I don't do a whole lot of flipping. Usually I just kind of read it to you, but I want to look at a couple things here. Numbers chapter 16. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have time to read this whole chapter. Numbers chapter 16. So you understand the book of Numbers. uh, Moses and Aaron are leading the nation of Israel. They have led them out of Egypt. They are now wandering around in the wilderness because, you know, the the nation of Israel has this, like, uh, disease called can't get right. They just can't get right with God. As much as they try, they just can't get on the right side of God. Um, I kind of made that up. But anyway, uh, they are... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Trying to get you the gist of this thing. So anyway, Moses and Aaron are leaving a, or leading a stiff-necked people, but they're doing the best they can, right? And so every time something bad happens, the people are like, we should have just stayed in Egypt. We were better off as slaves than we were out here. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You were better off as slaves than God just providing manna from heaven for you to eat. That totally makes sense. But anyway, and so uh, you get to chapter 16. And I just want to read, I'm going to read a little passage of this, but the first four, verse, for four verses. Now it says, Now Korah, the son of Izhar, uh, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, uh, and Daphne, uh and Abraham, the sons of Eliab, and uh, On, the son of Pelah. So anyway, all these guys, verse 2. Uh, and they rose up before Moses uh, with uh, certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. So they got 250 of these guys that stand up. They're pretty popular guys. They're, you know, they're known uh, for, you know, knowing a few things. Uh, in verse 3 it says... Uh, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and Aaron. Now, God has already put Moses and Aaron, they are in charge, right? So, this is kind of not good. Put themselves together against Moses and Aaron and said unto them, You take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy. So, you're not any better than us, is what they're saying. Every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Wherefore, then you, uh, then lift uh, you up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. So, these guys stand up and they're like, you're not really any better than the rest of us, so quit trying to tell us what to do. That's basically what they're saying. You know, I'm trying to paraphrase this thing. So, that's kind of the beginning of this thing. Fast forward to uh, verse 20. And you can go back and read this story if you want, but I'm kind of hitting the highlights because I want you to see sometimes God's not totally cool with the way that, you know, we decide we're just going to roll with it. Verse 20, And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying... So basically, these guys, they, they come out and say, Hey, we're as good as you are. And Moses is like, Hey, that's not wise. Uh, but if you want to see who God chooses, you know, uh, let's just let God choose. And so they go through several verses talking about all that. So verse 20, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourself from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. God's not playing around. He's like, I'm tired of this already. Right? I'm not playing. 
I ain't playing. Verse 21. Separate, uh, yeah, verse 22. And they fell upon their faces, meaning Moses and Aaron, and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin? And wilt thou be wroth with all the congregation? This is a really good picture. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about of what a pastor does. <laughs> because sometimes a pastor just lays it down. He's just like, God, don't. Don't. Just understand that they're just not heads sometimes. Right? And so Moses is just like, man, they're not that smart, but do you want to kill everybody because of it? That's what he's trying to say. Um, fast forward to verse 31. I'm skipping a lot of this, but you're kind of getting the gist of the story. And it came to pass, as he made an end of speaking these words, uh, that the ground, this God basically said, hey, this is what's going to happen. I'm tired of you guys acting all rebellious. And it came to pass, uh, as he had made an end of speaking these, all these words, that the ground clave asunder that was under them. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their houses and all the men that uh, appertained uh, unto Korah and all their goods. How far am I going? Keep going. They and all, uh, I'm sorry, uh, verse 34, and all Israel that were round about them fled uh, at the cry of them, for they said, "Lest the earth swallow us up also." And they came, uh, and there came up fire from the Lord and consumed 250 men that offered incense. So God's finally like, "Okay, I'm I'm done playing this game. Fine, Moses, you're right. I won't kill everybody, but what I will do is I'll have the earth just like open up and swallow up these 250 guys, and you know, just so everybody else understands their families also, right? And so they basically, God's like, "All right, I'm done. We're not playing this rebellious, you know, do what you want to do kind of game." Verse 44. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Get ye uh, up from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. Again, he's just like, I'm done. Because the people got all mad that God you know, took vengeance on the ones who were uh, being rebellious. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer and put a fire therein from off the altar and put an incense and go quickly upon the congregation and make an atonement for them. For there is uh, wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. Is begun. Hmm. The plague. That's interesting. You know, considering 2020. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation. And behold, the plague was begun upon the pe- among the people. And he put incense and made an atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. Now they that died in the plague were 14,700, besides them that died about the matter of Korah. And Aaron returned unto Moses unto the door of the tabernacle, and of the congregation the plague was stayed. God's not cool. Let me just boil it all down. With us deciding that we're going to go all Lone Ranger, right? You know what? The church, it's great and all, but uh, I don't need all that. I don't need all that off of my business, right? I just, I'm going to do this my way. God's not cool with all that. You know, and honestly, God will let you. You want to leave church and you want to go out and live like hell? He's probably going to let you do it. But if you're going to try to drag down the house of God with Him, right? If you're going to try to drag down the name of God with it, don't be surprised when he does something to get your attention. You think the rest of the nation of Israel, his chosen people, weren't like, God's serious about what he's saying here, right? They're getting a little too comfortable in what's going on. Don't be surprised when God says, hey, I'm not cool with what's happening here. Now, I'm not saying that the pandemic and everything else, right, the political climate, that everything that's going on is appointed by God. I don't know. But I know it's either appointed or allowed. And I'm telling you, everything that's happened in 2020 has either been appointed or allowed. So we can get mad at the president. We can get mad at China. We can get mad at our neighbor or whatever. None of this is not either appointed or allowed. 
So don't think that God's not going to at least allow some bad things to happen to get your attention. Don't think that it wouldn't happen that way. Flip over to Judges chapter 3. These will be quicker. Some more examples of... God's not really cool with you just doing your own thing, right? God's not really cool with you off living in sin and you know you thinking that He's all cool with it. God's not cool with us you know, saying, you know what, we don't even need God in our culture anymore. Why do you think God's not going to say, hey, maybe you should pay a little more attention? Judges chapter 3, verse 1. In the wrong spot. Now these are the nations which the Lord uh, left to prove Israel by them, even as many as Israel as had not known of the wars of Canaan. Only the generations of the children of Israel might know to teach uh, them war that Israel, or that, I'm sorry, at the least uh, such uh, as before knew nothing thereof, namely five lords of the Philistines and of the Canaanites and the Sidonians. So keep going, verse 4. Uh, and they were to prove Israel by them to know whether they would hearken unto the commandments of the Lord which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. Uh, and the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, uh, per- the Hivites, the Jebusites. They took their daughters to be their wives, and they gave their daughters to be their uh, sons and served their gods. Uh, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God and served Balaam and their groves. Does that sound familiar to the world we live in, right? You know, we're like, hey, you know what? Uh, the world doesn't seem all that bad. You know, a little, a little sin's not that big of a deal. A little bit's not that big of a deal, right? And, and just a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit. And God's like, "Hey, I'm not really cool with this." Verse eight. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. You have to understand. If you think you're special to God, which you are, you are a son of God in the church age. Israel is that much more. Israel is God's chosen people from the beginning of the book, right? He says his anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he sold them into the hand of. Uh, that guy, uh, king of Mesopotamia, and the children of Israel served uh, him eight years. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel who delivered them, even Othniel the son of uh, Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel and went up uh, out to war. God will allow oppression until his people cry out. Right? I know we've all heard, you know, hey, maybe God's trying to get our attention. Maybe this is going on. I understand. Maybe it is. But maybe we should pay attention, right? We as the church are like, yeah, lost people. Why don't you get on board here? Hey, Christian, why don't you get on board here? And see that, hey, God's not cool with what's going on. He's not happy about what's going on. And He is at least, at least, I'm not saying He's appointed it. Maybe He has. He's at least allowing everything that's happened. Right? Don't be surprised when God tries to get your attention. Judges chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. And the children of Israel, so that, that kind of went down. The guy, Othniel, came out, he saved them. They were back on God's you know, right side. Verse 4, you didn't get another chapter. And the Lord, or the children of Israel again did evil inside of the Lord when Ehud was uh, dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabed, the king of Canaan, and restored unto Hazar, the captain of whose host was Caesarea, which dealt in uh, Herosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron. In 20 years, uh, he oppressed the children of Israel. Again, if you're going to go out and do your own thing, if you're going to go out and say, you know what, we don't need God. Is that not what America's saying right now? We don't need God. You know, we're, we're a, a country founded on 
the Declaration of Independence, right? We're founded on the fact that even on our money, it says in God we trust. Everything that we do is Christian at its core. And now we are at a point in our country where we don't even need God. We don't want God in the schools. We don't want God in the government. We don't want God anywhere, right? Keep God in the church, but at the, you know, honestly, the church, I don't even want you to go to church. So we're going to shut them down too. Do you not think that God is going to have some sort of say about this? Right? Don't be surprised by what's happening. Why would you be? Same thing happens in Judges chapter 6, verses 1 to 10. I'm not going to read it. Judges chapter 13, in verse 1, And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the, Philist- the, hand of the Philistines for 40 years. Over and over and over again this happens, guys. And this is just one book. I just spent a little bit of time here. One book. Go through the entire Old Testament. It's the story of God trying to get the attention of the nation of Israel. It gets so bad at one point that what's God have to do? He allows them to come in and sack the temple and basically completely destroy them. Completely destroy them. Chapter 20. I don't have time to read through all this. You can maybe do this on your own. Verse 14 to 27. I'll give you the gist of what's going on here. So you know the nation of Israel has got 12 tribes, right? Benjamin is one of them, and then there's all the others. Benjamin kind of goes... The tribe of Benjamin kind of goes rogue in this little deal. And basically they want to go to war with Israel, their brothers. And God's like, hey, that's probably not a good idea. And so they go to war, uh, and basically... Uh, the, the thing I wanted to point out here was it gets so bad that it's brother against brother. The picture there obviously would be it gets so bad that the church is brother against brother just fighting. Right? We can't even be of one mind and one accord going out and trying to you know, get the gospel lost anymore because we're so caught up in who's wearing a mask and who isn't. We're so caught up in you know, who's here and who's not. And Guys, I, I get all those things. But man, we are, we are fighting brother against brother. We don't even know whose team you're on anymore. That's the whole point. And that's kind of what I want to show you. God finally comes to the point, He's like, you know what? I'm not going to have it anymore. I'm not going to have it anymore. Next time somebody says, why in the world is everything happening in 2020? I would just say, you know what? Maybe God's trying to get somebody's attention. And I would start by looking at yourself. Right? So I go back and read that on your own out of time. So... Some of you hear all this and you're probably thinking to yourself, why, why is, if, if God's a good God, why is He going to allow all this to happen, right? Why is he, why, why, if God's such a good God, why is He going to let all this happen? If He's a God and He controls everything, then why doesn't He just put everyone in a position to succeed, right? I've heard that before. If God's so good, why doesn't He just put everybody in just the right spot at just the right time so everything would be, you know, like I said earlier, unicorns and rainbows? Well, because neither one of those things, you know, it doesn't work like that. Well, my friend, the answer to this is very simple, and it comes from the book we've been studying all year in Passpoint. He he allows us to have free will. If you want to just be little um, robots, I'm sure God could allow that to happen. Instead, He gives you free will. And what do we do with our free will a lot of times? We kick against the pricks, man. We just we, we want just a little more freedom and a little more of this and a little more of that. And the next thing you know, you're not even in the will of God anymore. You're not even following God anymore. One of the hardest things I've had to learn as a parent as my kids have gotten older 
Now, I, I would never be talking about Brenton because he's in here. So let's just assume we're not talking about Brenton, right? One of the things I've had to learn as a parent is that they've gotten older is that sometimes I have to allow them to make the wrong decision even when I know it's the wrong one so that they can learn their own lesson from it. It doesn't mean that I didn't try to tell them the right way first. But you can only tell somebody so many times before, you know what, you have to allow them to do the same thing. You have to allow them to go through it. You have to do the same thing that God allows the nation of Israel to do, that God allows some of us to do over and over again. Step back for a moment and allow the natural consequence to play out. You might be like, well, why would you do that? Because you know what? I can only tell my kids so many times, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Don't. It's a broken record. And finally it's like, you know what? You're probably not going to like what happens, but okay, do it. And then they come back and they're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. No, really? Right? Man, if somebody only would have told you that, right? And I'm not talking about my kids specifically, but I'm just like, that is what God does with us. Over and over again in the Word. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, do this. Do this. Do this. Try this. Do this. And we're like, yeah, maybe. Do you not think that eventually God's going to be like, all right, fine, stub your toe. Right? It'll heal. And guess what? Every time you like trip and it hurts a little bit, you're like, yeah, I remember that now. The same thing. Don't think that, you know, God's not here to wipe us off the face of the earth, but He is trying to say, hey, guess what? Maybe we ought to get our focus on something bigger, right? On something more powerful. It's too easy to, to become a victim of circumstance. Like, that's, that's, that's 2020 as a whole, right? You know, whatever, I don't even know the, what the word I would give it, right? Everybody's got a label. I'm just a victim of of circumstance. To become a victim of the here and now and forget that God already knows the end of the story. So let me say it again for if you missed it earlier. God has not and will not ever let something happen in your life that's not either been allowed or appointed. So, if that's the case, if God's never going to allow something to happen in your life that's not either allowed or appointed, what should we do? We need to get a different perspective. Sometimes you're too involved. Sometimes you're too up close. Sometimes you just need to step back. Right? You ever been, I don't know what y'all do in your jobs, but there's sometimes that like we'll be doing something, especially back when I was, you know, I was mechanicking on stuff and like it just wouldn't work and I'd have to walk away because I'd be so mad I'd be ready to like, you know, you step back and walk away, take a different look at it and it's like, oh, okay, I think I see how this is going to work sometimes. Sometimes it still doesn't, and you're still just like a bigger hammer is what needs this. That's the necessary thing for this project is a bigger hammer, right? Unless it's my wife's vacuum. She told me the other day a bigger hammer is not what her vacuum needs. I was so hacked off of that stupid thing. Now is the old one. Anyway, a bigger hammer is not always the right answer. You got to get a different step, a perspective. We need to step back a few steps, reevaluate what what it is that we're looking at. And what it is that we're dealing with. So here's what I want you to do, right? I'm wrapping up, I promise. Here's what I want you to do. Go back to, to your list. I don't know what all you wrote down, but go back to your list in the beginning and look at it again. These things are all true and we can't change them, right? I can't change the fact that it says we have to social distance, right? But you know what? It's not all that bad because you know what? I don't know about y'all, but I've kind of got like a bubble, and it's been really nice for people not to be all up in it, right? Now, I get it. We, we can't like be six feet apart all the time. But, you know, quarantine, 
People are so mad about the quarantine thing, right? Yeah, I don't want you to shut the economy down either, but you know what it's forced people to do? Spend more time with their family. Right? All these things that we see as really bad things, if you look at them in a different perspective, maybe God's trying to show you something. He's trying to show us something. And some things, even if you don't understand them, just be like, you know what, I don't understand it, and that's okay. God knows the end of the story. I don't. I'm going to trust that this is in His providence leading to what the end of the story is supposed to be. You don't have to be okay with everything. Just accept it. The point here is we need to stop trying to find the forest because we're lost in the trees. Right? That's what we do. We're so, wow, what is, what's going on in 2020? Why is this all happening? Why? I get it. There's some things you can't control. Right? People get cancer. You can't control that. Right? People, all these different things. But there are things you can control. Stop freaking out about everything. Right? Or whatever. Be the calm in the storm like Jesus was. All these different things. They all start with you. It doesn't start with me, right? I mean, it does start with me, but it starts with us as Christians. It doesn't start with Pastor Bryce. It starts with everybody. And so you have to be the calm. I don't know if you got time, but do it anyway. Go back to your paper, your notebook, your phone, whatever. Write down at least one. Not just good thing, but great thing that's happened in 2020. Right, just just really quickly, like just think of one great. Even if you're just thinking about it, think of at least one. Just not like, oh, that's kind of okay. What something that really awesome that happened in 2020? This was just another really quick list that I made earlier. Don't spend a ton of time on it because you're going to have time later. But the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, the Chiefs won the freaking Super Bowl this year. That's really cool to me. You might be like, I don't care. Okay. Uh, 2020, two healthy Barnes twins were born. We didn't know. Right? Remember we were praying before those babies were even born. Problems with their lungs. That's awesome. Right? Do you remember when we as a class for like two months collected stuff for the barns? I've still got, just in case you're wondering, like 72 boxes of diapers in my shop. Maybe not quite that many, but I talked to the barns a couple weeks ago. They still haven't bought a single diaper for these kids. Or wipes, or, you know, all of the food that we. Like, those are great things. Those are things that are bigger than the, the simple, oh my gosh, what's happening, right? The Cohens bought their first house this year. That's really cool, right? The Newlands got a bigger house this year. That's really cool, right? It's necessary. Your boys ain't little anymore. Right? I understand that. Lauren graduated HBI this year. Right? These are things that just like, these aren't just little things. The Pews finished D1 this year. Like they got half a lesson left, so I'm, they're there. Right? And, and that's on me more than anything else. So uh, I love you, Philip and Meredith. You're going to finish D1. Right? That's really cool. We won't say how long that I drugged them through it, but yeah. My kids are another year older this year. That's great. Not because I want them out, but just in general, like, Things are happening. My marriage is another year stronger. Right? All We look at all the negative things. Passpoint is growing. Like, there are so many people in, in Passpoint, and if we were all here, like, the quarantine thing is actually, or the, the distancing thing, if y'all were here, we'd have to have a bigger room. And that's fine, we'll figure that out. People are growing. That's even more important to me. I don't The numbers, that, it is what it is. I mean, I love it when people come to class. People are growing in depth. They're getting stronger. 
in the Word. And so here's what I want to finish up with. You forgot about all that, right? Those are good things. We just lost perspective. So here's, here's a couple questions. Can anybody say this about 2020? Now, I really want you to ask yourself these questions. Can anybody say this about 2020? I spent more time in the Word this year than any other year before. I challenged you all as we went through Romans. I know you all have been reading Romans. Can anybody be like, I know I've read the Bible more this year than I ever have before? Just think about that. I spent more time in prayer this year than any year before. Now, it may not have been a lot, but was it more than any year before? I'm just asking. I'm closer to God now than I ever was at the beginning of 2020. If you were able to say yes to any of these questions, then I have one more thing I want to show you and we'll be done. Flip over to, to Joshua chapter 1. Two verses. If you were able to say, you know what? I was in the Word more this year than I ever was. I'm closer to God now than I ever was. I, I, I was more... I was, I'm, I'm more in prayer than I ever was. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate it there day and night, that thou mayest observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then, or, or I'm sorry, for then thou shalt make the way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. It says the only, that's the only mention of the word success in the Bible. The only time. God says, you want to be successful? Meditate on my ways. Learn my ways. You want to be prosperous? Be in the book. Right? All these different things. People want to say 2020 was the worst year ever. Right? Oh my gosh, it's so bad. I'm just telling you, were you able to answer yes to any of those questions? Have I not commanded thee, verse 9, Be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. If you were able to say yeah to any of those questions, even if it's just like, man, I know I need to read more, but I've read more this year than I ever have. right? I know I need to pray more, but I've prayed more this year than I have. I know I need to be closer to God, but I'm closer. If you were able to say yes to any of those, then here's another word that you could add to your list of 2020. It was successful. The only thing that the Bible says about success is those things. So you might be like, oh my gosh, this year was horrible. Guess what? In God's eyes, it was exactly where you needed to be. Now there's some perspective. It's not all about being happy and all these things, right? No, I know it's great, right? I, I just started a business, guys. I would love it for the economy to stay booming. But you know what? If it does or it doesn't, uh, I'm going to focus on the things that we need to be focused on. Then we'll be prosperous. Here's your assignment for the next few weeks. I won't, I won't be here next week. I'll be here the following week, but Chris is going to be teaching. So on the 27th, that's the next time we're going to get together, I want to circle back around on this. So here's your... And I don't usually give assignments, but if you want to do this, I suggest you do. First, if you struggle with being put on the spot this morning and your brain being foggy and right, it's morning, make a list of some things that happened in 2020 that are good in your life. This will be good for you. Make a list of some things that are that are good, right? In your Bible, in your notebook, whatever you do, make some things that are good. It'll be worth it. Second, and here's where I really want to get headed towards when we get back together. Make a list of some goals you have for 2021. No, don't tell me you ain't got no goals. I want to lose 20 pounds in 2021. We'll see what happens, right? I also have some spiritual goals, but you know, I, I got some things, right? Everybody's got goals. Make a list of some of these goals. I'm not saying you got to come back and read them to the class, but make a list. Some could be personal, some could be spiritual, but make sure your list contains both. And then here, don't wait till the night before 
we get back together on the 27th to do this. Like, really meditate on these things. Think about these things. What has God done this year? Not negative, but what has He done? And what are you looking for God to do next year? How do you want Him to grow you? Right? And bring that with you because that's what's going to lead into what I want to talk about on the 27th. And then we'll get back into Romans after that. But this is just kind of like a perspective reboot to get our minds where it needs to be. Right? So bring your list. We won't read them out loud, but... Don't stress on that, but you're still going to need them that day, so be back. All right, so anybody got any questions? If, if you do, you're going to have to wait until after I pray so uh, people can get out of here. Uh, feel free to come and bring it up, though. So let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for loving us, Lord. I thank you for really just uh, giving us a better year than we thought we had. Um, when, we, when we really have the right perspective, when we step back and see what you are doing big picture, it makes the other things that we thought were big not be all that big. And so... Uh, God, you're good to us. You really, really are good to us. And so I pray that you would uh, just continue to work in our lives, continue to grow us closer together, continue to grow us closer to you. Lord, I do pray that we would be part of the solution, not the problem. Um, God, I do pray that you would allow us to be the light in a dark world. I pray you send us out as lights into a dark world that the world would know you um, because they know us. And so, God, I do pray that you would just continue to work in our hearts. Uh, be with Pastor Brian as he preaches this morning. Get all the honor and glory from everything we do. In Christ's name, amen.